0: In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie dot com. That's A.N.G.I. dot com.
1: (laughs) Great, Matt. Awesome. Start to the podcast. Not even opening with music. It's just going to be that sound effect. I wanted to, man.
2: I figured you, you better know not put music in. You I'm better gonna, just open up with I'm that. I'm not going to put any music in. Like That's how straight I'm start in. it. I was okay. like, I, I'm sitting here because before every podcast <laughs> episode starts, there's about 30 seconds of silence. Ryan and I sit there and we're like, how do we? It's got to be funny. How do we bring it in? And today I said, you know what? I'm going back to my roots and, and I'm, I'm, I'm coming out of the, the gate with one of the funniest uh, pieces of comedy that mankind has ever uh, been so lucky to be able to enjoy a fart sound effect. Yeah, who doesn't think it's funny? I
1: I still laugh. I don't know, it's like even even when it's in a movie, like and I like it can be the worst comedy and I'll be sitting there straight face the whole way through it. But the moment they put in a fart sound effect, I just like it's like whether it's like legitimately laughing at the humor of the scene or just wow, they put that in and I'm laughing because of it. I am 100%
2: laughing at the fart joke. It's a guaranteed uh... <laughs> Reactions, you know? It's because they always use the same sound effects in movies. I don't get why it's so hard for them to have realistic sounding flatulence. Is, it's like, always like is no, it's one in, is no
1: one in the Foley room just like eating some beans and shit and can produce some good classic farts. They always have to go with the I, I don't know. You can just look up like farts.
2: It's sound not effects. hard to find a realistic fart sound. There's those like cartoon ones, you know, and Which they the always one, use in movies. And they're like so fake, but they're like the, the real b- ones. Yeah, and it's like, what the hell is that? Just like, if you look up vomit sound effects, it's all like, it's like, that's not what vomit sounds like. You need need like, no one one pukes like that. (laughs) I love, like, uh, the site's, uh, what is the site? SoundSnap? SoundSnap, just, like that shit. We get our sound effects from a website called, or a mix of them. We get some from a website called SoundSnap, uh, which has like, Hundreds of thousands of sound effects. It's like a it's like a a membership website, and we got a membership, and we we get things off there. And I've noticed a lot of movies get sound effects off there because uh, actually in Eric Andre uh, uses Eric Andre Andre uses sounds, but I noticed in uh, Once Upon a Time for Hollywood, I I recognized some exact sound effects we've used, and I'm like, so they must use SoundSnap because a lot of big movies and TV shows use that website. It's a big one for it, but it's so some of the sounds in there is so bad because there's always good sounds but there's just so many bad ones in the mix and i don't think the algorithm on those sites is very good for showing you the best ones it'll just kind of show you all of them so i'm trying to find like a vomit sound it's just like <laughs> i know uh. and it'll be like number 46 and it's just like <laughs> the same guy doing that for 50 different sound bites cuz he really wants he wants his, he wants to hear himself in a movie one day honestly i think the best place <clears throat> for sound effects is youtube I, that, that's, where that's where I get all the best ones. For every sound effect I put in the Shinjuku vlog, was off of YouTube. Most 100%. Of the one hundred percent. Sometimes I'll put one from like a website, and then I'll go back and just find one on YouTube. You just rip it with like it's an. It's too MP3. easy to find them on YouTube. I know, S- there, especially all the fun cartoon sound
1: effects. You can't find good cartoon sound you, effects on SoundCloud. <laughs> I remember I gave you the timeline. dude. I had a ball with those cartoon sound effects. You're like, okay, buddy, ease up on the cartoon. <laughs> like, I just, I was just like, bong, bong. <laughs> I know. I, just, <laughs> I was just like, I was, I just like got high and like put a bunch of cartoon sound effects in. It was like laughing my ass off, dude. There is, there's one that I wish was kept in. I we, think. We could take the video down and re-upload it. <laughs> okay, could I take dude. one out that... I think you did. Which, wait, where? It's it's the one... um It's the whole... It's the swishes of that one. Uh, it's the one where you do the face and you're like... This, oh, yeah. In the face, where I added like a... I think I just the took... Glasses. Did I take that whole clip out? Uh, I think it's in the Patreon I think one. you started
2: to take it out and then you're like, actually, I'm going to keep it in. But then you didn't keep it in, I think. Who knows? I think I actually said I was going to put it back in then I forgot. Okay. Because it was late at night. We got the Kyoto one coming soon. Maybe maybe it's out already. I don't know. Probably, Probably not. Maybe we, we, we just gotta. Well, I mean, the... we're so like recently. I'm about been... to hand it off to you. You're gonna give me a little hand. Yeah. hand it off. That was a hand job joke. Uh, it's it, it's. It, I'm very excited for that one. Um, I edited it. I edited it. He edited it. I edited
1: it. I edited it. See, that's where that's the problem. Edited it. Edited okay,
2: it. it. Okay, there we go. Did it? Did it? I edited it. Um, that's hey, so that that that's really good. cool. I edited it. If you don't speak English and you hear that you're like what the fuck was that? Like what do you just say? I edited it. It sounds like the beginning of like a what genre of music it's like, An M&M hu- song. Du is like I edited it. Yeah, it's my best Eminem impression, but
1: so it's it's I was editing it back home. It's edited. It's not completely edited. I still need to do a lot of shit with it and then hand it off to you for some fun fun giggles. Um but it, it, it's in chronological order. Ooh. There's, there's bits and pieces, and it's in one line that tells a story. So now it's all about shaving it down, adding the bits in, sh- watching through it. I don't know. When you edit a video, like I'm pretty sure like I watched Shinjuku, and I'm pretty sure you watched Shinjuku a shit ton too, but you watched a shit ton of uh, Harajuku. I'm pretty sure like I watched it over a hundred times. Oh I definitely like, Where I'm just like Again You just keep again, going With the again. E3 video I think Cause for me it's like pacing Like I wanna yeah. make sure like The edits and stuff I've done Is Evenly placed With what has been going on So I wanna be like So up until this point How does it feel And what does it feel With this new bit added in so I do a
2: lot of rewatches and shit. Oh, yeah. When we, when we edit a live action, we rewatch that <clears throat> shit so much. Like, I could probably, for a lot of our live action videos, I could probably sit down with a piece of paper and, like, sketch out every single shot because I <laughs> we've had to watch it so many times. Yep. So, like, I know exactly what comes next. And I hope when I'm 80, you know, those images will just haunt me in my brain. It I shut my eyes and I just see our live action videos.
1: It kind of makes it easier to edit uh, from, like, my point of view when we do it <laughs> like that. It's got a nice ass, Matt. Thank you. Just thought I'd say that. Thank you. But, uh... It's it's because you separate the video into, what, like, 50 different small little chunks. And you have to think, this small little chunk is its own bit. And then, so you edit that to be its own bit. And then it goes to the next 10-second to 30-second chunk. And you're like, this is its own bit. Or maybe a five-second chunk. Like there's so, there, I'd say there's, like, if you can count, not every cut, but every change to, like, a different bit. Like, in um, Shinjuku, you had... What's in uh, Don Quixote, but you also had subsections within that where it was, like, you getting the sex toy, you looking at, um, you trying to find your friend. You know, there's, like, different bits within one larger bit in the grand scheme of the timeline.
2: It's a a lot of really tedious footage organization, because basically, the reason these videos take long is because, let's say, we'll have 200 pieces of footage for one Japan vlog. Yeah you have to go through and you have to watch every clip and you throw it on the timeline and then you take every clip and then you trim down each clip to what's usable and then you usually go back through it a couple times and delete some ones that, or move them away where it's like, that's, I don't think that move should Move them be over in the to video. the right or something. Yeah, just, just in them case over. And then you once you need, have you all the on. usable footage, then you have to like either color code it or what I'll do now is I started making uh, adjustment layers <clears throat> on the top layer that have the name on it so mm-hmm. I can put footage under that so one will be like, uh, piss Alley, karaoke. Okay. And then I stick the footage under that so I can see where everything is. Um, and then once you organize everything that you've trimmed down to like different sections of the video, then like Ryan said, you have all these bits and bits within bits. So then you need to make you focus all those on one chunks. bit at a, at a time. You just like, like, I don't like
1: working on one bit here and then another bit there. Yeah. And then I just like getting one done, one done so it's like somewhat polished. And then when you go back into your watch through, you'll notice something you want to fix with a with a bit so like you'll you'll get um like a joke that you put in or edited done and you'll be like okay i'm gonna rewatch it now but then as you rewatch you see several things that you want to go up and doctor up and that'll happen so many times so like one joke that you've seen 10 other times already has probably been changed 10 more times because also you 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 stop thinking it's like
2: funny after a while because you've seen it so many times and then you start second guessing like is this funny? Will people think it's funny, or is it just not as funny to me because I've seen it a hundred times now? I
1: mean, if you you if you're subscribed to our Patreon, you'll see like a all, like all the footage that's in the behind the scenes of Shinjuku. I feel like
2: most of it was worthy of being in the actual. Yeah, plot. I mean, honestly, on the the Patreon video is I think it's it's like it's like, like, part it's like two. nine minutes. Where it's literally just the same thing as the Shinjuku video. It's just all the extra footage we ended up not using. Yeah. And it's just a huge compilation of all the footage we didn't use. So you can check that out on Patreon. But, like, yeah, all of it's good shit. And looking back, uh, I showed a friend, and she was like, this could have just been, like, a second video on YouTube, essentially.
1: That's just how picky we are, though. Yeah, we're very picky when it comes to editing. So, like, we—so imagine we had enough— we had enough footage to essentially make an hour-long video, probably, if we really wanted to drag stuff out. But that's not how we edit our live action, and we're also very kind of because if you put a because a lot of those bits, I'm not saying it would disrupt the flow, but you got
2: to think of. I just want as concise and, of and, yeah. and sexy as possible. And we could do the classic, you know, a lot of YouTubers will they'll just take it all, barely edit it, just dump it all into a, a project, and it's like an hour long and throw it on YouTube. Uh, Where it's just cuts without f- any editing with the, or with anything. The, between the uh between the cuts. I don't want to do that though. I want to be proud of what we make. And I and I, I, am, I am proud.
1: I am proud of what we make. I think we still that. have not any updates on that unfortunate lost vlog. The SD card. Yeah.
2: Here's the thing. I have this gut feeling I'm going to find it. <laughs> but it's gonna be way It might into be the months future. after the rest of the Japan vlogs come out, or it might be this week. Yeah. I just keep having a feeling that it's not lost. Like it's just uh, it 's in a box or it 's in the storage unit it 's somewhere and and I will find it. maybe I need to recheck all my SD cards Tucker maybe he has one of my SD cards because he, I know where it was seen the last time in my room Someone even vouches that I know that saw it in my room. Carson saw it exactly in the <coughs> same place Carson I remember Tucker where it was. Carson Tucker the the allurious third Tucker brother i don 't think allurious is a word, but you know what I mean by that um, Will that mean he's alluring? Like yes, he's he has an allure to him, okay. which he does. He's he's like uh, he's very sexy. He's uh, The sexiest of the Tucker brothers. I feel like of YouTube fans, they would be most attracted to Carson Tucker. He has the most appeal to. Uh, he's young. He's young. He's, he's hip. He's, he's hip. He's he doesn't wear, rap He doesn't wear fucking glasses all the time. No. He's into he's into he's into a lot of uh, a lot of hip fashion. Which he we- he knows what the kids want. Which,
1: by the way, if you're wearing glasses right now, take take that off. Like you can see. Is you- it
2: 1940, guys? The <laughs> like, fuck are you doing? Like just take them off. You look stupid. You know it. Just deal with it. And guess what? For for that person out there that just got new glasses, maybe like <laughs> today or, or yesterday or the day before, and you're like feeling them out, and you're like. I think I look good, but I'm still self-conscious. They look bad. Take them off. You look like a fucking buffoon. You look like a moron, honestly. Okay. Uh, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if everyone calls you four eyes and gives you a swirly. Uh, you think kids at school are gonna like you because you wear glasses now? I'm sorry, that's not how the world works. Yeah, I, I'm glad that glasses are a defining
1: characteristic of your personality, jackass. Yeah,
2: everyone's gonna suddenly like you now. That, oh, it's the glasses. Yeah, you're suddenly a the very glasses likable guy. person. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, that's the glasses. Well, guy. my grandfather wears then? glasses. He doesn't have too many friends. Well, he's dead. He doesn't wear probably because gla- he wore glasses. Yeah. I.
2: What am I wearing right now, Ryan? N- contacts. No. Hopefully, none. I don't have contacts. I was wearing my glasses at the beginning of this podcast. Then you took them off took because them off. you looked stupid. And I didn't take them off when you said take them off. I took them off minutes before you, you did. said that. Mm-hmm. You saw it. I just, just took them off because I realized they were so stupid. I'm actually going to break them right now. I tried to simulate a glasses breaking sound. You probably find a sound effect. By opening a Sharpie. Here, I'll go on SoundSnap. Here's me breaking my glasses. <laughs> Broke them. Nice. I do like glasses a lot. I like wearing them.
1: Guess what? What? I saw a movie you recommended to me. Starring Vince Vaughn. Oh yeah, not that one. Yeah, so not the, Vince Vaughn. Yes, um, the brawl movie. in cell block ninety nine. Oh, I, you well, you recommended it to me, but you only saw the last third of the yeah. film. Yeah. So with without spoiling it, did you you started when he was already in the prison? I'm guessing. Yes. Was he already in orange? Yes. Okay. So you really were in just the last bit of it.
2: It was. Yeah. I, I I think I had a doctor's appointment and I walked in on friends watching it and then I was so uh, captured by it. I watched the last like third or fourth. You should watch. Uh,
1: you should watch the whole thing. It has like a night. It's. I think it's could have been a bit shorter. I think possibly. Yeah. I think it could have been trimmed down, but I don't think it was excruciating to get through it all. I think it was a, evenly paced most of the time. And uh, when shit happens, it happens. It does. I remember um, that. I was like, "Oh!" Because the whole movie, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but the, the the first you know good chunks of the movie are pretty tame compared to the climax.
2: But that's what I heard. Because when when I got there, my friends were like, "This literally just started happening. Like, the rest of the movie is <laughs> not like this.
1: This is this is new."
2: And then uh, before that,
1: because I'm on a I'm on a kick right now. I want to watch everything on my watch list that I can, and I have like 50-something movies on it right now, and it's like every time I watch a movie, I'll like, I'll be going throughout my day, and I'll add two or three more. So it's like, it'll never fucking end. Which is great, but I I it's it it uh it intrigues that obsessive part of my personality where it's like you know how I like wanted the one hundred percent Sekiro for no fucking reason. It's not like I have a medal or I get to have any special personal, treatments because of it. Fulfillment. Yeah, I like I like kind of a list and
2: knocking knocking out that list feels good. I fucking love making lists, and if you go in my notebook, it's mm-hmm. nothing but just lists.
0: In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie dot com. That's A.N.G.I. dot com.
1: Cool. (laughs) Nice, dude. It's just like you stopped very abruptly. Just lists, (laughs) You know, they're all That's all they are. Lists. Lists of people I wish were dead. Lists of people that have wronged me. Yep. Um, but the people that will be dead. Two other movies I saw were uh, Sisters, The Sisters Brothers, starring Joaquin Phoenix and Oh, the Brothers Grimm's John C. Riley, <laughs> and uh, what's his fuck Jake Gyllenhaal, mm. and I can't remember this dude's name.
2: Oh well, Jake Gyllenhaal's in a really good music video where he's like a like a psycho serial killer. Really? Yeah, psycho killer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And then I saw Mandy, which was a bonkers Nicholas Cage movie. Every Nicholas Cage movie's bonkers. Yeah, but this one—it's this one actually used Nicholas Cage correctly because you'll see him in shit like Left Behind. <laughs> you know, I think he's been in two movies about the Rapture. He was in Left Behind. Then he was there was another movie I remember. I don't know the title of it, but essentially the whole time it's like you think these things are aliens, but it turns out that they're angels. Wanting to take his kid and someone else's kid away from Earth, so that they can destroy Earths and they can start I saw humanity that anew. It ends with
2: like the Earth like getting the destroyed, right? It? Doesn't that doesn't Is that it end, the end with the Earth getting destroyed? Yeah, it's like a scene of like New York getting just like, some, like <laughs> blown up. I think up. so. Yeah, I saw that movie. I watched that with my parents. <clears throat> um, but, uh, but this but in this movie they they get the
1: the crazy Nick Cage out where he's like where he's like yelling and screaming and just it's he's two things about Mandy. It, it's definitely a movie with a vision. Like when you're watching it, it's like this is not like anything that is coming out right now and hasn't been any, you know, like anything that's come out as of recent. And it has Nicolas Cage. So you can enjoy uh, the filmmaking, but then also enjoy Nicolas Cage going batshit crazy for half of the movie. It ta- it, it's a two-hour movie. The first half is the build-up, then the second half is the release, I would say, in terms mm. of what goes down. It's a revenge movie. Nice. It's, it's a goofy, goofy movie. Speaking of rapture movies. Which is also a good movie. The goofy movie's a fantastic movie. I have it on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> d- I
2: love it so much. Remember last week we were talking about Pure flicks? Yes. Uh, so the, the weird thing is, before that podcast was even released... The weird, I've been having a lot of weird coincidental shit happening every day in my life. We got an email from somebody that said that they know the, someone who knows, like, the co-founder of Pure Flix, And they were like, this might be a long shot, but I'm going to see if I can get you guys in contact. So maybe we can be in a Pure Flix movie. Dude, if we could be in a Pure Flix movie, dude. What? You don't think we could be in a Pure Flix movie? Look at this. I don't Here, know. Here's some good Pure Flix movies Harrison sent me. Holy Man Undercover. Uh, it's the guy from God's Not Dead, he's hot, he's hip, he's Amish, uh, and he goes undercover in Hollywood as an Amish man, I believe. That's Fred Willard in it? Does he uncover the, the, the Hillary Clinton pedophile
1: sex scandal? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish, and the movie ends with him, like, capping Hillary Clinton in the head. Has any, has anyone done, like, a exploitation Jesus film?
2: The fuck dude talking about coincidences <laughs> this morning, like it's about the crucifixion no, story, but it's shot and co- filmed like like uh like a seventies I guess this era. this morning over coffee. I talked about a black exploitation Jesus Christ film with Harrison for about twenty five minutes <laughs> really what the fuck <laughs> we, we we oh my God, but we were talking about you playing Jesus um no no yeah. I, I would get a I would get a black dude to play Jesus yeah, but but we literally talked we came up with the whole thing where uh <clears throat> Mary Magdalene she's like but you can call me Mary Jane and uh you know the 12 we're also talking about making it like a uh uh Ocean's 11 movie where it's like a bank heist and he has to get the disciples together and go recruit them (laughs) and it's just like a bunch of like pimps and stuff that'd be a great movie yeah you know like uh Matthew's on like demolition and like a bunch of like different they all have a specialty (sighs) you know what I want to see pure
1: flicks do a found footage, time travel, Jesus crucifixion story where these people make a, put us a in it, time put it machine. In it. They go back in time and, and they bring footage. back proof like they, 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 they show the their world whole, their whole goal. Real. Their whole goal is to capture proof that the crucifixion happened. But at the end, they're about to go through and they have the camera. Then he just goes whew, and chucks it into the Red Sea. And he's like, I just need my faith. I don't need proof. Then he walks through and then he goes, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun,
2: you know? Pure Flix can have that one for free, as long as you make us the main character. Please. Please. <laughs> you guys can have that. Okay, Dude. we'll make it. If you give us a budget, we'll make it for you, Pure Flix. We'll shoot it. We'll write we it. We will legitimately it. write and shoot this movie. Just give us the budget. And it doesn't even have to be a big budget. I mean, i prefer prefer like, something where we can make it look convincing. Uh, fly us to Jerusalem. We'll shoot it there. Uh, What budget do you think PureFlix gives their movies? They probably make a shit ton of money, dude. Can't you see movie budgets? Yes. Okay. Here, there's a PureFlix movie Harrison was telling me about where it's a man who's vowed to never be alone in a room with another woman. Uh, Mike Pence. (laughs) (laughs) No, but he. uh, This is a biography. But but he's not married. That's the thing. Uh, Oh, here's another pure. So they have a lot of these. Here, old-fashioned. The budget
1: for God's Not Dead was $2 million, and it grossed $63.8 million worldwide. Holy fuck. Dude. Wait, how much did it gross? $63 million on a $2 million, like... So, and, and now you're like, if you're ever wondering why these movies get made, that's why. And then God's Not Dead 2. They increased the budget. Oh, dude, listen to this. This is the saddest thing. So... They increased the budget to five million. Going, yeah, we're gonna make a shit ton more money off of this. But then it only grossed in the U.S., not worldwide. But who's gonna watch it worldwide? I mean, a lot of people. Uh, the gross was twenty point seven million this time, so down two thirds. Still a fantastic,
2: you know. Yeah, but compare, margin, but, but compared to like a sixty uh, million dollar profit margin, I'm glad we saw that in theaters. Let's and I'm see. glad you got me for my birthday or for Christmas. I don't remember. You got me. God's not dead. The the third one. And God's not dead three. I don't oh
1: shit. I don't know how much they put into the movie cuz it's not showing like, what let's the not, budget let's not share was.
2: This. <laughs> but uh they they grossed 5.7 million. Ooh. Yeah, that's a that that means they probably will not make a fourth unfortunately. Real quick, let me read you the plot of this movie. It's called Old Fashioned. Um the poster is uh Basically like two little You know the bathroom sign people Like the way they look It's yeah. this Where it says Love is patient Love is kind Love is Dot 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 Old fashioned Let me read you the plot Okay mm-hmm. Clay Walsh owns an antique shop Where he repairs and restores furniture Situated in a small Midwestern college town he is known as someone With unusual convictions Into his life arrives Amber A free spirited young woman Who rinsed the apartment Above Clay's shop She's immediately struck by the fact that he is unwilling to enter the apartment to show her around. Asking why, he states he's made a pledge not to be alone with a woman other than his wife. She finds that odd, all the more so when she. How do you get a wife? In fact, he's not married. So how do you get a wife? Th- is there well, no- Ryan? Ryan. She takes the apartment and finds a job at a local shop, but is interested in knowing more about the owner of the antique shop. Her efforts are complicated by the fact that Clay does not date, believing modern day dating is a poor preparation for marriage. The only time he will come up and usually see her you
1: could just back in the Bible days club
2: a woman in the head, put a seed in her, and watch it spur, her, baby. Or, or hopefully, you know uh, her father will just give her to you if you if you, you know have a lot of cattle or something. I like the club idea more. Well, Joseph, hey, club, Joseph, go club that girl over there. I'd like to marry her and impregnate her. Amber is when. Wait, wait, wait. The only time he'll come up and see Amber is when something is in her apartment needs repair. Undaunted by the barrier, she contrives a number of breakdowns to continue their conversations. Eventually, Clay agrees to take her out, but they do not engage in typical dates. Over time, we learn Amber has been in a number of relationships, but they were superficial and at times abusive. Her escape was always to move on to a new place. Clay has an even more checkered past. Now, you ready for this? Spoiler alert, everybody. In his college days, he knew a great many women. And he shot exploitation films in the manner of Girls Gone Wild. Doing this, he made a great deal of money, but on realizing the pain that his life was causing those around him, he went through a major life change. He withdrew from the world (laughs) and for the past nine years has confined himself to working in his antique shop. Working with the wood, he has become a true craftsman. In town, he's known for his faith, his reserve, and his odd theories on love and romance. Um, I'm going to go ahead and skip down a little bit. I just want to see how this ends. Uh... Despite the unusual rules Clay is committed to living under, Amber sees a man whose life she wants to be a part of. There is some push and pull where she asserts she would just like to do things people do on normal dates, but with time she decides it's not worth it. I don't want normal, she tells him. I want you. Uh. Okay,
1: Matt. They get married. Matt. So, the parental advisory for this, I'm just gonna read it out to you, for this movie Old Fashioned that you just described. Sex and nudity? None. Violence and gore? None. Profanity, none. Alcohol use, drugs, mild. And then when you get to frightening and intense scenes, it says severe. <laughs> and <laughs> there's like rape scenes and stuff. So I wanna I wanna read these scenes real quick that it's just okay. The main character comes off as mentally abusive to his girlfriend as he grooms her to his way of thinking while giving her no say in the matter. He makes her read a book full of invasive questions, has her cut up baby food for his friend's child, and is always telling her what to do. I love how it's supposed to be, like, an inspiring story. The main character refuses to be alone in a room with women because he can't control his urges. Such a, character so a characteristic rapist. is very unhealthy. So he's a rapist. Dude, it's someone making fun of the movie on, like, when it's saying frightening and intense sequences. It's just, like, <laughs> the main character refuses to be alone in a room with a woman.
2: That's one of the fri- frightening and intense situations. Okay, now I kind of want to read more. There's a lot of Pure Flix movies, and I kind of want to read more of the movie's synopsises. Hugglers Holiday Special, Hugglers Adventure 1, <laughs> Huggler? Huggler, Hugglers Adventure 2, Jesus Loves His Children, The Wager, The Imposter. Uh, let me know if any of these catch your eye. Here's from the 2010s, ready. Holy Man Undercover. I want to read this one. This was the this was the Amish dude. And and it has Fred Willard in it for some reason. Um okay. Wait, it has it has John Schneider in it. What? Okay let me uh let me let me read you the the plot synopsis of this one, ready? Roy Weichbrot, uh played by David A. R. White, leaves his life on a farm and arrives in Hollywood to be a missionary. Instead, he finds fame and fortune playing Satan on a television show. Roy also meets the girl he wants to marry. as Roy pursues his love I'm sorry, as Roy pursues her love, his dream quickly vanishes when scheming networks, an overruling producer and an angry co-star turn his life into a total nightmare. so that's uh. That's that movie. Didn't they do a school shooting one?
1: That's the one that uh, I was talking about. He didn't shoot anyone. No, no, no. I think they did like a school
2: shooting one. Oh, really? Yeah. Like a Columbine oh
1: I no no they, yeah they did, that's yeah. the one that's the one where it's like
2: it's like are you a christian and then it's like i remember that
1: dude i remember seeing the trailer for that and being so fucking blown away i was like it's i all can't about, believe
2: like how how tone deaf these people because isn't it about a girl who actually died yes it's about a it, girl who legitimately died like, like she was shot in columbine i think and it's like leading
1: up to her dying in columbine no it's legitimately not just about a columbine
2: type thing it is about columbine yeah i think it is about columbine oops Uh... What's that one called? Wait, wait, wait. I I just want to know what Mom's Night Out is. I think that was their attempt- Oh, dude. Dude, this is their attempt at like a a quirky female comedy?
1: No, there's a movie that came out, I thought, called like
2: Mom- What was it called? It was something similar. What could go wrong? Let's see. Mom's Night Out is a 2014 American faith-based comedy film directed by the Irwin Brothers. Dude, we gotta get we gotta get in touch with the fucking Irwin brothers. Alright, can what I read you this plot real quick? The
1: Bad moms. Bad moms. That's the movie they're uh, kind of ripping off. Yes. Can I read you the quick
2: plot? Though happily married with three children, Allison Field is beset with anxiety and feelings of unworthiness. Finding comfort in her two best friends, Sandra and Izzy, Allison's husband Sean, recommends it not sorry, Allison's husband, Sean, recommends a night out for his overstressed wife, resulting in she, Izzy, and Sandra planning one that starts with dinner at a fancy Chinese restaurant. However, when Allie and her friends arrive at the restaurant, they're told the reservation has been lost, resulting in Allie having a meltdown and throwing away their cell phones. Why would you be friends with her? The evening degenerates... The evening degenerates with further accidents and misunderstanding as the babysitters hired to watch the kids take them to a video arcade, which results in a trip to the emergency room and the women's van being taken. What? Things go from bad to worse when Bridget realizes that Phoenix is missing. Okay, well, these are two names that have not been mentioned yet once in the plot. Uh, well. But they're assuming, I guess I'm supposed to know who these are. You should know who The they four are. travel across the city looking for him, and all four end up in a jail cell with Sandra accidentally tasered by a cop. However, everyone is soon reunited, and Allie types a blog post proclaiming that while her life is stressed and crazy, it is also beautiful. What do you think of that? I think she it, types a blog post. I think it sounds beautiful. Oh, I found the column by one. I think it's called Do You Believe? Is that it? I'm not ashamed, I thought, was it? All the titles are Wasn't it? Yes, it's not that one. Uh, Faith of Our Fathers. I'm not ashamed. I think it's the same like five actors in every movie. Wait, the my, Case for Christ? I think my dad read that book.
1: Yeah, I'm Not Ashamed. The True Story of Rachel Joy Scott, the first student killed in the Columbine High School shooting on April 20th, 1999. And here's the thing. I, the student who actually was killed was a Christian, so I'm sure she wouldn't mind uh, this message. But at the same time, you know, Pure Flix, I I cannot believe that Pure Flix, as a film company in general, are making these movies out of the goodness of their hearts. No. I think it's like a lot of, like, Christian bands, where it's like they they find a bunch of people who at first are
2: like, yeah, rock on, God, and then and they... I'm not doubting, like, I'm not doubting their faith or anything. No. I'm sure that they have a very but strong it's business. faith. But yeah, it's also but, business.
1: So they made the business
2: decision. Okay, hold on. Let's, let's oh, see. Oh, wow. Their most recent movie, the 2019 one, uh wikipedia lists it listen listen to literally what it's what it's listed as unplanned is a 2019 american anti-abortion propaganda film so it's actually listed as a propaganda film we gotta watch this man can i read you the plot for this (sighs) yeah can i get get a shorter plot in 2001 texas Abby Johnson sees a Planned Parenthood booth at a college career fair and agrees to volunteer after being told their ultimate goal was to reduce the number wait, of abortions. Wait, whoa, 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 I think I saw the
1: trailer to this. Is this the movie about the woman who was in charge of the abortion clinics and then turned around and was like, no, this is wrong.
2: She gets pregnant. She has it, a dude,
1: medical abortion. If you watch the trailer, like, to this movie, it's Pure Flix, right? Yes. If you watch the mo- the trailer to this movie, it's just like, Jesus fucking Christ, calm down
2: okay yes uh, it's all I also it, it's It's listed as a propaganda film look at the first sentence says it's an anti-abortion propaganda film interesting uh, supposedly following Johnson's life as a clinic director for Planned Parenthood and her subsequent conversion to anti-abortion activism through perpetuating distortions and potentially dangerous myths about abortion the factually inaccurate and heavily politicized film was theatrically released in the United States by conservative Christian production and dis- distribution house Pure Flicks on March 29th. The working title was redeemed and details of its subject were kept from the public in order to minimize protests by abortion rights activists. Some TV channels refused to air ads for the film due to its subject matter. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say we sit down and just marathon as many of these as we can. I don't think...
1: Dude, I could barely get... God's Not Dead 2 was funny, though. They had, like... It was, it was funny. They had all the stereotypes in there, right? What do you, th- you think this one won't have stereotypes?
2: <laughs> like... I am excited to watch that.
1: I kind of want to see the Columbine one. Because basically, I like... That guy would just
2: make me sad. I'm well, like, come on. This girl actually died.
1: I like seeing movies that are... The reason they are so disrespectful of the subject matter is because they're bad movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that this will be a bad movie it's gonna be awful and it's gonna be very on the
2: nose with its themes I can't wait to be sitting there and and I can't wait to see the look on your fucking face Ryan when you have tears in your eyes and you immediately you you dash for the DVD player and you restart the movie (laughs) I cannot wait to see a second
1: time a second time please a third
2: a fourth we've been talking about a little idea we want to do down the road maybe not in 2019 because we have some other ideas first Uh, a little idea we might want to put into production soon did you make it make it stanky. I almost shit myself while driving yesterday. I I like kind of stood up in my seat and I was like, ooh, oh, is oh wha- ooh, is that bad? Is that gonna come over here? Oh, that's one of the worst ones I've had in a long time, buddy. That says a lot. Is it is it gonna find its way over here? I don't know. We'll see. Stop! Stop waving it over here! Stop! I really don't want this one. I like our podcast and go from talking about like anti-abortion movies Hold on, to just, check if
1: I just. shit myself. I don't feel it, but like... You want me to check? I, I was really stinky. I
2: could shine my- I shot my flashlight on your asshole. He's peeking in his pants with a flashlight. <laughs> There's his penis. No little- no little dots. Well, stick your finger in your ass crack. Slide Woo, it down. That's- God, that's awful. That is- That's dancing. not over here yet. Good. I don't think it will go over Is there. that gonna be one where I'm gonna have to leave the room? If you were over here, maybe, but it seems to Oh be... my- You got oh it? my God. <laughs> I knew it was- I knew it was coming. That's horrible, dude. I guess
1: we're
2: taking a break That's right now. that's That's not... I got it for like half a Let's second. Let's keep the door open. Let it air out. We'll be right back. All right. We're back. Gave <sighs> it a couple... You got some stuff in you today, man. You got like... There's there's something... There's something in there. I'm trying to think of what I ate. So... There's
1: a demon in there. It could have been the vegan Indian food I had yesterday. Mm. The, and... Honestly... Vegan Indian food is good. Well, I didn't get it to be more healthy. I got it because I legitimately like uh Samosa House, like,
2: their chicken more than any, like, regular Dude, curry vegan chicken. vegan chicken? There's this one brand. I think it's literally called Chicken, but it's, like, C-H-I-K-I-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had this, like, hot Nashville chicken sandwich made out of it, and it was unreal. It, like, there's times where I'll have, like, vegan or, or like, meat... Uh, uh, turn off the fan. It's pretty word? cold, don't you think? Yeah. I'll have, I'll have, like, meat replacements, and they're actually sometimes, like, a little bit better. Like, Impossible Burgers. Well, if you're mm-hmm. ever
1: in Santa Monica, go to Samosa House. It's delicious.
2: Uh, yeah, dude. Vegan vegan food's pretty good. Because I used to be of the mindset where I was like, ugh, vegan food. That's great. I just have real food. And then I just tried it uh, a couple times at restaurants. Like, I went to a couple vegan restaurants expecting it to be horrible. And I was like, because, you know, you, you have that mindset. Like, if you haven't had a lot of vegan food, if you're not vegan... Uh, which neither of us are vegan or vegetarian, but you you go into that... Jesus fucking Christ. Ryan, I you knocked mo- over Aaron's box of toys and bongs. <laughs> I needed more space. That scared me really bad, actually. No. What
1: is that?
2: It's just a box of bongs and toys. Yeah. They weird. better not be broken. He's going to be pissed. I'll just hide it somewhere. I'll put a blanket over it. We can convince him when he was doing steroids last time he broke it. Because he got mad at us last time for recording in here. Even though he gave us the permission to record in here. But that roid rage changes a man. How's that, audience? You guys like that? Is that fun? Tap that on a phone. Bu-
1: Tap that. Give me some more. Tap, Tap that. that. Till you get sore. Tap, Tap that. that. Wake up. Does that's that's you- R.
2: Kelly's new song. <sighs> Dude, I saw a big billboard yesterday in uh, near Beverly Hills. Cool. Where for a movie called <laughs> Yeah, dude, I saw this big billboard. It was so, cool, man. It was so big. Anyway, uh, it was for a movie called Surviving R. Kelly. And it's just like the That's w- the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just like I haven't I, seen the documentary. I didn't know there was a, a, a documentary.
1: Yeah, that's the big big documentary that I'm came sure out we He like, loves driving past that. He's in jail, Matt. What'd he do? <laughs> what do you do? What? What? He was arrested again and the uh, the judge didn't give him bail? Yeah, he didn't give him bail.
2: He didn't let him Why? bail out. What did he do? I don't know. Uh, he might have He might have did some oopsie. What next? You're going to tell me Roman Polanski fled the country?
1: <laughs> After? <laughs> that, that's the thing about Roman. My man Roman, he pleaded guilty to the charges and then fled. So at least he knows that he was
2: wrong. Someone fucked up on that one. Because yeah. usually, like, if you're, if you're a flight risk, they're, they're pretty good calculating Why that, Why can't right?
1: you just drug 13-year-old girls and sodomize them? Yeah,
2: that's Come on, Roman, it's, it's not that bad. <laughs> we watched a new Tarantino. Not a new Tarantino. Ryan had never seen it. He came over, you, me, and Harry. Reservoir back Dogs. On the couch. We watched Reservoir Dogs. Super
1: short, to the point, nice, good little movie. It's his first, Tarantino's first. You uh, can tell it was, I think it wasn't an indie film when it first came out.
2: You can also tell it's a first movie. It has a lot of that, like, first film vibes. Where it's I, made- I got that vibe mainly in
1: the uh, in the car ride where uh, Mr. White and Mr. Orange? is the, Mr. Orange the one who got shot? Tim Roth's character. Yeah. When they're in the car, I was like I, you could definitely be like you could feel like oh, this is like lower budget. And I dude, I've never seen I I don't know if it's if it was on purpose or not, but that green screen in Pulp Fiction was ridiculous when they're in the car. They're sure. driving in the car in Pulp Fiction and like I'm looking at it and like the green screen, you can Obviously, tell it's kind of like one of those
2: projectors in the back. Oh, I haven't, I didn't, I never picked up on that. Yeah. I haven't seen Pulp Fiction. In a while. I don't know
1: if it's, I don't know if it's, uh, on purpose or not. I Reserv- want to say it was because I it's mean, Tarantino a part of does that a lot of that shit
2: in like the movie Death Proof. There's parts where like the film will fuck up and they'll like restart the shot mm-hmm. and like they'll leave that in. It's like stylized, but um, Reservoir Dogs is awesome. And and I forgot one of the actors' names, Mr. Uh, White. He, uh, he's in another movie I really like called Bad Lieutenant. I want to show he's you. He's also in *Sublog*. 99. He is? The older guy? Isn't he? Hold on. I'm talking about the, the guy who's like, Say you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. Yeah, him. Oh, is he? Hold on. He's me, in a lot of stuff. Let me check that. He always maybe, plays that type of character. Maybe I'm effing stupid. He's amazing, though. Tim Roth, I think that's like his best performance is Reservoir Dogs, from what I've seen. He's just incredible. Who played Mr. White? What's his name? Uh, man, I forgot. He's one of those guys. There's certain guys that are just like typecast to criminal, like, mobster? Never mind. Roles. I'm being stupid. He wasn't.
1: I'm being dumb. He just looked like him because he looked. He was, like, pulled open the thing, the slat, and was talking to him. And I'm like, that kind of looks like that guy's face. Can we talk about The Irishman? Have we
2: talked about that yet on the podcast? How good that looks? I'm excited to see the it. The new Scorsese movie? It's I want to like, see
1: that. I want to see 1917. Mm.
2: It's um, all, like, the um, classic guys from gangster movies in one movie. Here, and it's Scorsese, so it's, like... I have a watch list. Let's go through, like some
1: movies that I've seen trailers of and shit that are coming out and I want to kind of talk about them see so The
2: you- Iron Giant 2 <laughs> well, How would you Okay would you be upset if they did a, a, a remake of that movie? I wouldn't be upset. I'd, I probably wouldn't I'd see Would it. you go
1: into it critical? Probably. I mean, yeah, I'm biased. Yeah, I, I'll be
2: honest. Because you, know, you would know they wouldn't be remaking it out of, like, passion. I feel like if there was a passion remake, that, it could be really good. But, it, like, the way Disney and Marvel—not Marvel. The way Disney does, like, these remakes, uh, they make so much money. But, like, the Lilo and Stitch one, I don't think there's a trailer out for that yet. But it's like, why? Why? If I can remember seeing it in theaters and I'm only 23, it's not ready to be remade. Uh, I, I, was, I was kind of, like, gearing up. I was like, okay, I'm going to try to
1: enjoy this Mulan movie coming out. And then, uh. Yeah. And then she went and said some goofy shit. Which is so weird because her perspective is, should be that of someone who has all the information of mainland China, but she still supports them.
2: I know, but well, that's always confusing to me. Like these actors, like, uh, I read that Jackie Chan is a really big example of that, where it's these actors who live in America and are able to see. They're what, American citizens. Yeah, right? and they're able to see what, uh, China is like from the outside not from the inside perspective of a lot of citizens who are just under that kind of spell but they'll still uh they'll still basically be on the side of china and maybe it's like a it's a your roots type of thing but like still you know she she because all the shit going on in hong kong right now uh which is now the biggest protest in modern history um they uh, just just seeing like she came, the one the girl playing Mulan came out uh, and she was like you can attack me all you want I support the the police in Hong Kong uh, and basically for those who don't know what's going on you should research it basically like China it wants to re, retake Hong Kong
1: didn't the, they take back the legislation but they didn't take it back like as in cancel it out completely like it's still able to be
2: pushed but it's just not Hong Kong is like a democracy and they don't want to be part of China because there's so much corruption there there's a lot of corruption mainland China China.
1: wants to be able to extradite people from Hong Kong to to China China.
2: which means that they could basically just scoop up whoever they want and take to China and then charge them in China Uh, so that would like undermine the whole point of their democracy and also uh, it's just that would be one more step closer to China just taking Hong Kong as part of Mainland. Which they want, yeah. Which course. they want? They want that with Taiwan. They want that with uh, Hong Kong. So it's like which they, which is funny. I was uh, on on a
1: recent plane flight. I was looking at the map and I was like, hmm, Taiwan ain't labeled. Interesting. Really? <laughs> yeah, not labeled at all. Did you see? I looked, looked see? at the island. Like Japan was labeled Tokyo. And Taiwan's got, big. It's like South Korea, North Korea, China. You got Madagascar, Australia, New Zealand. And then there's this island that just has no name. What could it be? Could it be
2: Taiwan? Nah, it's just part of China, baby. I also, uh, I don't know if you saw this, because you know how China is such a big funder of Hollywood now? Um, Yeah. There's some movie coming out. It's a remake. I forgot what it is, but, uh... In the original – someone did a comparison where in the original – No, they
1: add scenes for China specifically in movies. Yes,
2: but in the original movie on the back of the guy's jacket, he has patches. And one is – he has a Taiwan patch Mm -hmm. and he has a Japan patch on there. And in the remake, they changed it so they're just fake flags that aren't – they have the China flag or like something. I don't remember. I just remember they – they took out the Taiwan flag and replaced it with, like, a fake flag and the Japan flag, and they replaced it.
1: I think some movies have actually put in scenes within, like, a famous Chinese actor just specifically for the Chinese audience. And you never see the scenes in America or anything.
2: Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll add scenes. I, I find it funny how, like, movies like Warcraft, that wasn't a hit here as far as I know, but it. it, it China was its biggest audience. Like people in China loved the Warcraft movies Well, they like big
1: spectacle stuff.
2: Yeah, and that's, also that's why I
1: think about how much money uh, the Marvel movies make in China.
2: Yeah, and I wonder how. Well, I mean, China, Disney's
1: always bending over for China.
2: Yeah, because China just, just like have a lot of money, just kind of put some stuff in for us. And also, I wonder like how bad it will get in the next few decades with China's kind of influence on Hollywood. And how much China will begin to fully, like, control uh, the production of, like, movies and, and kind of what goes into a lot of them and stuff. Because it's not like they're it,
1: – it's as simple as them gaining control in the business because they don't need control in the country at all politically. No, it's just – it's I all mean, business. So it's it would be very easy for them to kind of – I mean, they, they do already. I mean, you've got major studios that will censor – certain things so they will so they could be played in China like i think Aladdin i think a lot of people base their shit on whether it can make money in China cuz they're like it'll make a lot of money in the US but we also need to make China's sure a that market. it's uh, that it's censored to the point in terms of cuz you know China doesn't like certain things
2: they don't but, like a lot of things <laughs> so which which like I, I would really like to visit China. I've been to Beijing. I'm twice too, I'm for too a paranoid
1: over. to want to visit China. But
2: like China's just like it's maybe like Hong s- Kong. Not now. <laughs> not now. Oh, I, well, it's funny because we were talking about going to Hong Kong in November because we were like, oh, we should do like Hong Kong. Definitely vlog. not now. Right, but it was right before all this shit Dude, started. The, we're these, like can't go now. These
1: protests could last months.
2: Oh, and I, the scary thing is like, if it got to the point where they would like open fire on protesters or like, you know, which I don't think. Well, I mean, who knows? This podcast is coming out more than, like, a week after recording, so maybe more shit has already happened. Because right now we're speaking from the perspective of Friday, August 16th. So if anything else has happened, then this conversation could just be kind of rendered null. Who knows? But uh, I saw that, like, in Shenzhen, which is the city outside Hong Kong, which is part of China, they've started bringing, like, thousands of military trucks and lining them up and stuff.
1: Also to take note that apparently there is... uh Decent military presence in that town already and seeing that oh, while okay. it is upsetting because it's like it may be for show, but it's not too out of the ordinary Oh okay, do you see like the lines of trucks
2: mm-hmm. and then well, I saw like a lot of tanks and stuff
1: it could very well be intimidation, but oh, it probably is I've right seen now. people say that like it is they're you know
2: but China I, what, China still has military parades, right yeah, so I mean, I also wouldn't put it past China to actually you know. Remember that, well, there's that thing that didn't happen. If
1: there's anything that's going to start like the next conflict, it's it's always something that kind of, that either, I think one, uh, you can say one country does to the other in terms of you think about the German U-boats, blah, 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 blah. Or you can think uh, about countries feeling like they have to step in in another major powers business. And I feel like if there is a next major conflict, it would be someone stepping into someone else's business. Uh, I'm not saying that World War III will start because of Hong Kong, but events like uh, things could go horribly wrong, and I I don't have any doubt that a major conflict politically could occur
2: um, if things. Oh, of course, went no one wants to no Hong one Kong. wants to interfere with China, mm-hmm. right? Because that you know China dominates. So, so many countries well, like economies there's so a like, trade market yeah you, you you don't want you don't want to really step in and like there's be just on China's the economy in general yeah it, it's it's like one, one of the most powerful countries in the world so you don't want to get on their bad side and, and I wonder what it would take for countries to step in because right now it seems like no one's really sticking up for Hong Kong because they don't want to jeopardize that like but I wonder what it would take well think about or if there it. will the, come a point
1: the u.s to maintain political ties if something were to happen in hong kong i i do not think the u.s would step in at all the u.s still denies the armenian genocide that's like just to keep political friends with someone the u.s still denies to claim that taiwan is its own people because of china if china does something the u.s isn't gonna fucking step in
2: yeah because
1: because you got to think about also like who China's allied with, right? But I think has ha, haven't the the UKs come out in support of uh, the protesters in Hong Kong, right? Oh, really? I don't know either that or Australia. Oh,
2: Australia has been doing a lot okay, of uh, a lot of. I don't know. I don't think the government would because Australia has a pretty uh, conservative government. But I I have seen that um a lot of like solidarity protests in like Adelaide and. Uh, a lot of different parts of Australia have been doing a lot of big uh, protests for Hong Kong.
1: You guys, this is supposed to be a funny podcast. You talk about this interesting. This is a big world thing going on.
2: And I like looking back at these episodes like when this was all history and it's like, "Oh, that's like our take on it during the time." Yeah. And it's just, you know, just us offering our takes and opinions. So feel free to skip these ones where we talk about world world matters. And yeah, we're not like super Educated and informed on everything. So if we say some stuff that's wrong, oopsie daisy. And kind yeah. of listen to two friends have a conversation about what's going on with the world. We, we, we just chose to monetize it and put it out to the masses. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Losers. But uh, it, is, it is interesting because I think China's hoping that it'll just eventually fizzle out. But the protests have impacted
2: the airport. They shut down all the... When I was actually in Taiwan... It was over 100 flights. When I was in Taiwan, I saw... There was, like, a lot of uh, issues because the day I landed in Taiwan for my connecting flight was the day that they canceled all flights out of Hong Kong. Um, I think the airport's, like, shut down. You know? I saw some crazy videos from the protests. They're using Pepe a lot. Hong Kong is?
1: Yeah, as, like, a pro
2: protest symbol. How, dude, how did that cartoon become such a massive political image?
1: <laughs> I don't know. That creator well, is so like... I can understand it almost... Well, here's the thing. You can understand it, in a sense, because um, one, culturally, the United States in general is... In, and the internet in general is big on memes. And the right... Uh, I think for, for a long time, people on the right side were probably more um, uh, wh- wh- what's the word they they're more Effort? fluent in the memes, in a sense than people on the left were. yeah because you would get
2: a lot more uh, people on the right on, on places like 4chan yeah and,
1: and so it makes sense Pepe eventually went over there and then in in Japan I don't know this might just be my racist mind talking but it seems like uh, I don't know It just seems like they like cute little mascots or turning like kind of they just have little things. That's how I saw it because it was just like, uh, you know, the girl who got shot in the eye with a beanbag thing. Yeah, and they did the, uh, yeah, she's holding up a sign with Pepe with a patch over his eye and he's like doing the the, this hands. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I was just, I saw more meme signs in the protest. It always just kind of comes off as like cutesy to me. It's just fucking, it's crazy. <laughs> Not the protests are being shot in yeah, the, the Yeah,
2: you know, the protests are just kind of so cutesy, you know?
1: But it's like they're using Pepe visually much differently and well, rhetoric. And like they're, their, rhetoric, their way in using the image is different than the right. The right used it as like a, kind of like a, I wouldn't even say the right used it. It was more of just kind of like it was used as a joke to see, can we, can't, is is our political discourse so ridiculous that we can make this meme a hate crime, essentially, or, like, hate speech? And they've succeeded in making it a hate symbol.
2: Well, also, what, um, I, what I wonder ter- is— In
1: terms of the—I think the blowback from that was, like, way too much, of course. Like, th- there's no reason it should be a hate symbol.
2: I think um, I think that—also, uh, the Pepe bait being used in—I I think they might not even understand, like, how it's used in America, but they just have seen it. So much online, but it's like, oh, if people see this, it'll find its way around the internet even more.
1: Yeah, you know? well, they're, I think they're using the meme legitimately, whereas it was used feels feels bad, man, satirically and in a way to. to it sounds weird because I know we're going in deep on how Pepe was used in different
2: political climates. I, well, the, I think being registered as a hate symbol, uh, it's it's interesting. It's goofy because like, I think it's like. If something's being used as a symbol by a, like, a, a group that spews a lot of hate, I can see how something could be classified as a hate symbol. Uh, but what's the difference? Like, Pepe. It's,
1: <sighs> I don't know. Well, 4chan, a lot of the times, will go on tirades of, like, let's do this. Like, kind of like this kind of prank on the media, in a sense. Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of that is out of the—it's it, almost like, oh, you think we're like this? We're going to act out like this and make you think that we are this, even though it's all a joke to us. It's weird. It's this weird back and forth
2: between... Yeah. I also think there's better way... I think that there's more pressing issues in dealing with stuff like hate and white supremacy... I don't than, think they want to solve any issues. labeling Pepe as a hate symbol. Because I remember when Pepe was like a... I remember back in way back in the day my friend showed me Pepe, and it was from this webcomic where he's like peeing with his pants all the way down at the urinal, and he says, feels good, man. Uh, and that feels. was, that, I think that was the origin, maybe. Feels good, It was man. like a, It was like a panel comic where he's like, just pissing at the urinal with his pants all the way down. Pepe is, or one of the characters, I and mean, then it shows that, the classic Pepe face, and he's saying like, feels good, man. And then there was a feels bad man variation, and then it just got used as a complete, you know, thing.
1: Well, that doesn't sound too sweet, but you know what does? What? Honey. Today's show was brought to you by Honey, the easiest way to save money when you're shopping online. <laughs> Honestly, before we found out about Honey, seeing the promo code box at checkout stressed us out. Like, sh- sh- should we be typing something in here? Is there a code where I could save a, a, a ton of, of, of goofy
2: money? Do you remember at the beginning of Super Mega? I, I, there were so many diapy changes because you'd get to that, that yeah. checkout and you would just you'd shut down. You'd, you'd go into this mode. You, your eyes would roll back in your head. Diaper would be full. Um, drip dripping on the seat. Diapy full. You couldn't even scream diapy change because you were so stressed out. Uh, Luckily though, we did find honey Um, Here's the thing uh, Ryan was stressed because just knowing there could be a discount out there that he didn't know about made him worry about overpaying every time he shopped online. Thankfully, now we have Honey. It's a free tool that connects to your computer's browser. As you're shopping, it scans the internet for coupon codes or other discounts. Then, like magic, it applies the best one to your car to check out without you having to do a single thing. It'll find you every coupon code sale or discount on over 20,000 websites like Amazon, J.Crew, eBay, Macy's, Sephora, Nordstrom, and more. Oh, my gosh. So you might ask, Matthew, how do I know
1: Honey has my back? Does it really work? Mm -hmm. Well, not not only did Honey test over 1 billion promo codes last year, but it actually applied 185,000, 67,086 working codes. One one more time? Sorry. 185,000, wait. Nope. 185 million! Million, Billion! 185 million! Holy shit! 185,067,086 working codes to people's orders. That's a lot of real life savings. Not to mention over 10 million people are already saving with Honey and it's over 100,000 five star reviews on the Google Chrome store. Thanks to Honey, now there's literally no stress when I see that promo code box at checkout.
2: I was using Honey the other day. I was ordering some uh, some planters for some plants I was getting. Not Ooh. planters, peanuts. Uh, like pots. Like yeah. like plant planters. And uh, I got some real cool little ones on uh, Amazon and I got to save myself a, uh, a good, I think I saved like six or seven bucks on those answers, yeah. That's free money. It's like it's like a you know what? Honey is basically like a membership card for the internet. Uh, look, there's no reason not to use it. It's free to use and easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. Never overthink the promo code box again. Get honey for free at joinhoney.com/megacast. That's joinhoney.com/megacast. Honey, online savings, Ryan. Simplified. Here we go. There we go. We got one more uh, ad for you, hot mama jammas. Uh This one is uh, from my man who had a sex tape with Kim Kardashian. Yeah, congratulations. Should we to talk about that? I don't know. It doesn't I mean, say we can't. It does. Yep. Nowhere in there does it say we can't bring up the Kim Kardashian sex tape. Y'all know Ray J. It's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless
1: earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless
2: earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray Jake, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, Brandy, and J.R. Smith are already obsessed.
1: Raycon's E50 wireless earbuds have totally changed the game for me. They're so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet. They're so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon, Earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems.
2: And of course, Ryan, they don't just look great, they sound great, too. When I put in my Raycon wireless earbuds, it's almost like uh, Ray J is in there with Kim Kardashian. That's how it feels. It feels that good. Ooh. Well, Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of FUN COLORS! Woo! And an unbeatable price! Uh, I want to drop these guys. They brought up the sex tape. They they are absolutely out. <laughs> Go to buyraycon.com slash supermega to get 15% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash supermega for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now's the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, Ryan? Um, that's, um, uh... Uh, Ray
1: nope. That's byraycon.com Slash super mega To get 15% off your order
2: Yay Thanks Thank you for sponsoring the podcast Um Guys Lovely episode Uh I Am about to shit my brains out Are you? I really have to take a shit So I think we're gonna have to wrap up Episode 156 Is it 156? Maybe Is it? Yes What are you, it what are you looking is. at it on is. your phone Ryan? You watching pornography during the podcast? No I'm looking at the Goodbye. Would you like to go take a shit with me? Sure. Because the, this is actually uh, the last, real quick, guys, I think this might be the last podcast we ever record in the Game Grumps office. Uh, yep, they're it, packing this room up. And no, we got, yeah, it 100% is. Oh, this is. Yeah, it's the last podcast we're ever doing here. So, uh, well, we've done like 100-something episodes in this room. I, I didn't realize this is the last time we're going to sit on this couch and look at each other like this. I know. Now we'll, next week
1: is when the sound paneling is coming? Something like that. We could get the podcast room set up pretty easy. Yes. It doesn't take much.
2: Yeah, and also, guys, okay, so let me throw this out there. The next few podcast episodes, who knows, they might be recorded, like, in my bedroom or something. So it might be a little more lo-fi, but just as fun. Um, and actually, despite the fact that Grumps are moving offices, they did install two toilets facing each other in the bathroom last week. So Ryan and I are going to go uh, take a communal shit, hold hands while we do it. You ready to go, buddy? Let's do this. So signing off one last time from the podcast Studio where we've been doing it for how many fucking years and episodes? About two years, yeah, or a little over two years. I didn't even realize it's the last one. Wow, I'm getting a little, I little, know. little sad. Thank now. you to the Grumps for uh,
1: allowing us yeah. to use thanks, this. Thanks, Brent. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, thanks, Grumps Incorporated for LLC. giving us permission uh, and for having us not Johnson have to pay and Johnson rent Family Company for, for recording in here.
2: Seriously, guys, thank you so much. Uh, I'm gonna miss this couch. I'm gonna miss sitting in here. Uh, staring at my good friend Ryan and I'm also going to miss how hot uh, this room would get Uh, but on to bigger and better things in our brand new super mega owned podcast studio Uh, so probably a couple weeks bootlegging the podcast and then after that you're going to see something brand new so we love you guys thank you for the support go check us out on Patreon if you want to see some extra content uh, or support the boys now that we got to pay expensive ass LA rent for our studio and pay for all this equipment and uh, also check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, and we got a lot of cool shit on the way. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week with 157.
1: Goodbye. Bye.